Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Got each other on our side, plus all the folks at Fried the Burnout Podcast with Kate Donovan. You're listening to season six of Fried the Burnout Podcast with your host, Kate Donovan. Fried exists to hashtag end burnout culture to help listeners release any shame, blame, guilt, or judgment that you have about burning out, and to create spontaneous moments of healing through recognition of shared humanity with other people who have experienced burnout and lived to tell the tale. Fried and its associated Facebook group are free resources provided for you from our hearts. Our paid work includes keynote speaking and one-on-one coaching. You can find information about that at katedonovan.com. And now, here is this week's Healing Packed episode. Hey, Fried fam. One of the lines that I love to draw in the sand here at Fried, and you've heard me say this before, but I'll repeat it until the day I die. The line that I like to draw in the sand is the one that separates practices that are good for burnout prevention and practices that are good for burnout recovery. Many of the practices aimed at changing things at an organizational level are preventative in nature. It is critical that we try to put these things into place. We need to increase psychological safety at work, improve social support and sense of community, improve senses of fairness give people praise and recognition for their work. These are all elements that we know make a difference in the overall prevalence of burnout, which means the amount of burnout that happens. So this is a preventative measure, super important. And, line in the sand, once you are already burnt out, which if you're listening, I'm going to assume that you are, the steps that are required to heal from burnout are different than those that are needed to prevent burnout. In this way, burnout doesn't differ from any other disease process. Treatment is different than prevention in most cases. Sure, there are some things that overlap, but for the most part, treatment and prevention are going to be slightly different. If you're trying to avoid getting a cold or a flu, you can take more zinc, take more vitamin C. I have a little bit of a cold today, so that's on my mind. But once you have a cold, the treatment that you'll use is different. Maybe you'll have some Throat coat tea. No, they didn't pay me for that, but I do love throat coat tea as a speaker. Maybe you'll have some ginger and lemon in hot water. Maybe you'll take some cold medicine. But the prevention of a cold and the treatment of a cold are different, right? In order to treat burnout, one of the areas that can be focused on is increasing your executive functioning. Now, executive functioning includes all of these wonderful things. Emotional management, Starting tasks, so motivation and willpower, focus, decision-making, prioritization, planning, self-control, and more. Around FRIED, we refer to this executive functioning as a whole as adulting. We just call it adulting because that's what it is. There are plenty of studies that show us that chronic stress and loss of executive function are connected, not only on a functional brain level, but on a physical one too. I talk about this a lot, so you've probably heard me say it, but in case you missed it, the part of your brain that is responsible for executive functioning loses neurons with chronic stress. That means your brain is shrinking. No joke. This is the same part of the brain that is underdeveloped until about your mid-20s. 
It's the same part of the brain that is being really well developed in preschool and school. So yes, your brain abilities, your actual brain function is reversing back to a younger age in a bad way when you have chronic stress. In one of my classes at Penn State for my biobehavioral health degree, that finishes soon, yay. The class is called Infant and Child Development. And there's this paragraph from our lecture notes that hit me that made me write this episode. And the paragraph reads directly as this. It is a direct quote. I am going to cite it in the show notes. But I didn't want to paraphrase it because I think it's perfect as it is. The key is to be intentional. If you know you are trying to help a child learn to control their impulses, you want to provide them with opportunities to practice the skills that start off easily and gradually get more difficult over the years as their skills progress. The world is full of times when young children need to control their impulses, not running into streets, not sticking forks into electrical outlets, waiting for the cookies to cool before touching them. Adults who know that young children are just learning impulse control can anticipate when children might struggle, can be prepared to provide warm instruction, and can layer in supports as needed until the skills are stronger, end quote. Pride fam, I tell you in nearly every episode that step one of your burnout recovery is blood work. And I know that a lot of you avoid it because it's a pain and because your doctor has told you that everything is quote unquote fine. And they refuse to test all the things that you think you need. What if I told you that you could test what you want, when you want, from your home with just a couple of drops of blood? Cyfox Health allows you to do just that. You can buy tests as one-offs or join a membership. Either way, you can test and track your results to help you make decisions about your burnout recovery journey. Get 10% off any membership, subscription, or one-time test kit right now. Go to cyfoxhealth.com forward slash fried for your discount. That's S-I-P-H-O-X health.com forward slash fried. Why am I taking you back to childhood development? I'm taking you back to childhood development because the same processes need to be put into place in order to help your brain turn its executive functioning back on. Every single day is a chance to practice executive functioning skills. Now, as an adult, I'm not really worried about you sticking a fork in an electrical outlet. At least, I hope I'm not worried about that. But you still do need to understand that you're going to make the most progress with your burnout recovery when you are aiming for things that are just slightly out of your current ability. What I see happening all the time in burnout recovery is that people want to rewind 20 years of stress and damage in three weeks and get back functions that are too many steps ahead of where they are right now. I'm going to give you a couple of examples to make this more clear. Say you're a banker and you're burnt out. Typically, you can run numbers off the top of your head without a calculator. But over the past few months, you haven't been able to. You can't find them. It's not working. Like, the math is not mathing. 
I see this with lawyers who find themselves going back into their books more frequently than they used to have to, teachers that start forgetting children's names, writers that are losing vocabulary have to use a thesaurus more frequently. This was something that was big for me during burnout. I was like constantly in a thesaurus because I couldn't remember words. Your goal isn't to return right away to your highest level of memory usage of brain function. You have to figure out where you are, what your current abilities are. And then the best way to practice this is the same way that is the best way to practice it as a child. Use some some form of play, some gamification to get some of this function back. There are loads of memory games available online for brain function. These seemingly silly games will go a long way to help you recover. Now, I would look for games that are aimed at adults and not at children because they will have a different set of things that you're working on. But these gamified ways of playing with executive function are an excellent way to kick your brain into action in a way that it probably hasn't had to use in a very long time, right? I also want to talk about the other half of this, which is such a big part of my work. I have a huge belief in the ability of foundational self-care to make the biggest difference in burnout long-term. When I say foundational self-care, I mean drink when you're thirsty, pee when you have to pee, right? We talk about that a lot here. I want to talk about how executive functioning develops in children to make a really clear point. If we're going to look at social determinants of health and children's brain development, we know that things like poverty, violence, and addiction, abuse, neglect, etc., interferes with the development of a child's executive function because it engages the stress system too often and then the circuit stays on the same way it does in adults. Sometimes it never shuts off and these people end up burnt out, right? A lot of us have that story. The other thing that's not helpful for children in developing their executive functioning is helicopter parenting and not allowing children to learn and grow new things. Grow and learn new things? Grow and learn new things. Opposite. If you do everything for other people, if you do everything for children, then that interferes with their executive functioning development because they're not being asked to task their brain to learn a new thing. This means, for instance, that if you have a super micromanager as a boss, your ability to redevelop your executive function will decrease. And you'll be more likely to burn out because lack of autonomy in the workplace is related to burnout as well. So you see how all of these pieces come together. It is also important to know, and I want you to, I want you to turn your ear to the speaker for a moment and just listen in closely. Executive functioning skills are at their best. When we are at our best, when you are at your best, when you are fed and rested and relatively calm, your executive functioning skills are easier to use, are more online, are more available. When we are tired, stressed, hungry, and distracted, there's no way for us to engage that same level of executive functioning. That means that beyond using games, brain games, to get that executive functioning back online, you really need to focus on these foundational self-care 
tools. We never expect a young child or a student to be able to grow and learn when they're tired and hungry. Why are you expecting yourself to? So this means you need to go back to basics. You need to work on your sleep patterns. You need to eat meals that help you keep balanced blood sugar levels throughout the day. I love the metabolism makeover on Instagram for this. She's fabulous. She gives a lot of great advice. It's very simple to follow. And it's just a really easy thing to do when you're otherwise overwhelmed and want to keep it simple. So that's the metabolism makeover. Big shout out to her. You can use some form of recentering technique during the day, right? You can use non-sleep deep rest. That's something that um, Andrew Huberman from the Huberman Lab recommends all the time. You can um, find all of that on YouTube. He has videos available for you for free. It can be a type of yoga nidra, which is a body scan meditation, very similar to non-sleep deep rest, also available on YouTube and Insight Timer for free. Other guided meditations, short ones, if you're not into sitting there for 15 minutes, I get it. Breathing exercises, if that's something that works for you, that can be triggering and difficult for some people. So if breathing exercises are not your thing, very cool to not go there. But if they do work for you, you should be implementing them on a regular basis. These three items, sleeping, eating, and teaching yourself to recenter and relax, might seem too basic and too simple to move the needle but they are exactly the things that move the needle in burnout recovery. Simple, small, mostly free, right? So if you are feeling like your emotions are out of control, you are exploding before you have the chance to manage whatever's coming up for you, you, oh, quite often I hear people say to me, I just don't like the person I am right now. I don't like how I'm acting with my family. Right. So if your emotions are out of control, you can't remember some basic things that used to be really easy for you to snag. If you're feeling like you got stupid because of burnout, a lot of people ask me, did I just get dumber? And I'm like, no, no, you didn't. You might feel dumber for the moment, but it'll come back. I promise. If you're feeling like you have no motivation and no willpower, like you can't focus and you're foggy headed, your executive functioning is not working the way that it's supposed to. You probably have some neuronal loss, some some brain cell loss, but that can be returned. Everything can be brought, brought back online. And what you need to do is play a few brain games and get back to basic foundational self-care. If you do nothing else, make sure that you are fed, rested, and calm. It will take you a lot further than you realize. Until next time, Fried Fam. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Got each other on our side, plus all the folks at Fried, the Burnout Podcast with Kate Donovan.